we reflect on such important things like what is this life? What are we doing? Why are we working ourselves into the ground? And why as women are we so prone to doing this, right? It's like the degraded mm. feminine versus the divine feminine type of thing. And like women are so indoctrinated to sacrifice themselves for others or they're no good to anyone. And I think medicine really exploits that. Welcome to Reward, the podcast of The Trust. We are the show specifically for women entrepreneurs who want to build businesses into the multi-million dollar revenues and beyond, but especially because we know the reward is much greater than that. I'm Allie Brown, and I'm excited to introduce you to these diverse female leaders from a variety of industries, women making huge impact and who are unwilling to settle for the status quo. On the web, visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there. Now, get ready to enjoy this episode's powerful conversation. Sunny Smith. Hola. Hola. So good to see you, Allie. Is your Spanish getting better in Puerto Rico? Like, have, have you, are you pretty fluent now or basic? Or? I would say um, in San Diego, 99% of my patients spoke Spanish anyway. So I spoke an awful lot of Spanish all day, every day wow. in San Diego, even before I came here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. You could teach me then. Like, cause I know when I, when I, when I travel places, it starts turning on again, you know, and then I'll lose it again. Oh, so I I would go with a native speaker. I would not go with me <laughs> to teach you. All I'll know is medical terms, right? I'll just like, yes, exactly. that's all I'll know is like medical exactly. terms, Spanish. So, yeah. so tell me like, are, are you still loving Puerto Rico? Do you think you're going to stay a while? Like what's going on there? Yeah, absolutely. So today was the last day of my son's fourth grade. And so as an example, you know, we got in a golf cart and drove you know, past the ocean, past the golf course, past all these palm trees and these flamboyants and in bloom and it's gorgeous. And we go to pick him up, well, drop him off first. And he goes running it, you know, like so excited. And then he came running out and same thing on the way home. So, I mean, it's just, the lifestyle is amazing. The weather is amazing. The ocean is amazing. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So are there like camps for kids there? Like, what are you doing this summer? Of course. Yes. He, he, his school has a camp that he signed up for and it has all kinds of activities and we're all excited about it. He was telling me there was sailing today at their summer camp. And then like every day is different activities. I'm like, that is amazing. That is amazing. That is cool. Right? Like, like yeah. sailing, surfing. It's very different than the woodsy camps, you know, yes, that, that we exactly. have here. That, that is exactly. the life. I'm asking about camp because camp's on my mind because this is about the time that like moms start panicking <laughs> if you haven't planned ahead. Like my whole summer is booked like every week camp, like they're going to have so much fun. I'm, I want to go to camp. I wish we could go to camp. Um, Adult camp. So, we should all do that. Adult summer totally camp. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> no tech. Like my kids are doing sleepaway for the first time. There's no phones allowed. Ooh. No iPad, no Ooh. tech at all. It's in the woods. They're doing horses and archery. And like, I'm like, I watched the video and I cried. I'm like, can I go? Like, this was oh, reminded okay, me of my, uh... <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, as entrepreneurs, that's probably the point of what we're going to talk about today is like, we literally can't do stuff like that. Like, why are we not doing stuff like this? We are in charge of our time and our lives. We have no one else to blame anymore. <laughs> no, I know. It's like why we, we have the power to not only do it right. for ourselves, but show others how to yes. do it. Right. And here yes, we are still, exactly. I just, 
the last interview I just did today was with um, another member of the trust, Tanya Dalton. And we were talking about oh, yeah. how we just get so ingrained in this crazy work paradigm that we can't let go without like all this guilt and shame and weird stuff. It's weird stuff. And so I'm excited to talk to you today because, um, you know, we had already a, an epic conversation on Glambition Radio my other show where we really went, I mean, I think that, that was a long one too. We really went into a lot of your backstory and you've been going through another evolution as well. So like your life is a lot of these, these evolutions where, you know, you're, you used the word align when we have talked. Um, and why don't we just start there and see where it goes? Like share, share what's, you know, what you've been feeling. Yeah, I mean, I would encourage everyone to go listen to that and hear how we got to where we are now, right, before we open this conversation. And then I think as women, I coach women physicians, I am a woman physician. And, um, but I think as women, and humans, we go through a lot of evolutions and versions of us. And last time I saw you, I was talking about how you know, in pediatrics, we talk about developmental milestones and sort of anticipatory guidance. You know, you're going to be going through these kinds of changes soon. Your child expects these kinds of changes soon. And it's always mm. whether you're at your baby, you know, sort of first checkup or whether you're at your six months checkup or whether you're at your teenager checkup, it's, you know, anticipatory guidance, these kinds of things are going to happen. But then we think when we become adults that we're fully formed and we're just done. We're like, I've arrived. I am a grown up. I chose my career. I chose my path and I'm ready to just adult the same way for the next 20 to 40 years. And then I'm going to retire, right? Like that's the typical journey that we are sold. And I mm. think that that is a big fat lie that we have continually, uh, we evolve as well. And so in our, you know, sort of college years in that age range, 18 to 25, there's like a version of us. And then in our 20s and 30s, there's a version of us. And then in our 40s and 50s, there's more different evolutions and versions of us. And so my story, the last we talked, you know, I had, we talked about how I went from being a clinical professor at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine, a uh, full faculty member, you know, for decades. And I thought I would be there until I was done. And I evolved into wanting to take my work in physician wellness outside of the university. And I found that I could do a lot more, a lot quicker on my own terms because entrepreneurs and small companies are very agile and quick and can adapt and do what they want mm -hmm. and do it on their terms and listen to their clients, all of that. So that was where we were before. And now I've been in business now for five years. And so my I have evolved as a human being from a clinician faculty member, you know, person who was identified more as that, and then became an entrepreneur. And to someone who feels, you know, not expert, expert. I mean, first of all, that's a woman thing to even classify or quantify or what's what's the word? So uh, modify that, right? Like, okay, I am an expert. Okay, I'll say I'm an expert in my business. Because if I'm not an expert in my business, who is? Right? And so I, over the five years, have evolved myself as a human being, as a business owner, and also my business has changed and what I'm looking for and want from my business has changed and what I believe is possible for my business has changed. So I've continued mm. to evolve in the last, say, year Ooh. or so since we last talked. 
Yeah. I love the way you just framed that. So for, for those who are not familiar with you, tell everyone about, you know, empowering women positions, maybe a little bit about how it started. Um, feel free to go back a little bit if it would give context. Sure. So, um, you know, I'm a family physician by training and again, a university professor by my traditional career. And, um, I got in this bike accident about six years ago, which caught, brought my career to a screeching halt uh, because I was physically unable to work briefly, you know, for say about three months or so. And during that time, I had already been doing physician wellness in the university for decades. And I started listening to coaching and coaching podcasts and how when you can't control your circumstances, say, for instance, you broke both your arms and your face and couldn't care for yourself or feed yourself. Say, for instance, that was your circumstance, which was mine. When you can't control your circumstances, you really can control the way you think about it. You know, what are your thoughts about mm -hmm. it? How, do, how are you reflecting on it? How can you still get the results you want in your life? How do you control how you feel no matter the circumstances? So I went back to work after having been removed from it for, for those months. And I saw things so differently because I'd been so crazy busy working nights, weekends, like the standard of what we work in medicine is so outlandish and not allowed or legal in any other profession. Like we work 36 hours in a row. We operate on people in the middle of the night after having no sleep. So that kind of stuff, we don't get lunch breaks. We don't go to the bathroom, that type of stuff. So once I went back into it, I was like, wow, I just saw everything so differently and um, thought I didn't want to play that game the same way that I had been playing it before because I had been so slow and so out of it. And so just such a contrast. So. I wanted to do work. I had been a medical student advisor and running a free clinic, and I wanted to do work with people like me who were on mm -hmm. this treadmill like forever and wanted to perhaps change things. And so I started doing coaching outside of the university and transitioned into doing this full time. So we Did it start uh, as a group, the by the way, or was it individual? I don't think I know that. Did you oh, start with a program? That's a good question. From the very beginning, I decided because my accident was in Tahiti. So I had two things at the beginning. One was I would take you to Bora Bora, which obviously was a group. And we did a retreat there because if you could extract yourself from your own life and believe that you sort of deserved to be there to this iconic place that everyone dreams of going, but none of us ever go because it seems too fancy. Um, and, you know, it's not our honeymoon. Who are we to go do this thing? So like part of the transformation was just believing you were going. And then I did bring a group of people there. So that was one of my first offerings. And the other things were one-on-one. -on -one. Um, largely for about a year until the demand was just so high that I switched over to groups. And now I do large groups with one-on-one -on -one for physicians, women physicians. And we also do in-person events. And we um, are the most effective physician wellness intervention that's ever been documented in terms of effect size for physician wellness, burnout, self-compassion, professional fulfillment. And it goes like way beyond your life as a physician. It's really about life. Um, yeah. And so that, that is what we do. And we continue to evolve over time and what that looks like. Yeah. And I want you all to know that when Sunny does stuff, you do it. I mean, you do it like you just flew in Elizabeth Gilbert to do a two day, not a keynote, like a two day immersion with your ladies that, I mean, what was that like? Oh, it was so phenomenal. I mean, we just finished this. I mean, no joke, right before I got on the call here, I just got a text message from Liz Gilbert, an audio text message. She's like, hi, sweetheart, and sending me this beautiful thing because we had spent, as you said, it wasn't flying someone in to do a keynote. It was Friday. She came and met my people and me ahead of time, hugged, said, should we do a selfie like Ellen DeGeneres on the Oscars and got us all gathered behind her and we did that? 
and asked us sort of what we wanted the workshops to be like. And then we spent all day Saturday together workshopping. Then we flew on planes over to Vieques to the magical bioluminescent bay with Liz and saw all these dinoflagellates sparkling all over our bodies. And she was like, this is one of the most magical moments of my life. I'm like, I know, isn't it? It's amazing. And then the next day we did a wrap up. And so the sessions, like, they're just immensely meaningful that we do because we reflect on such important things. Like what is this life? What are we doing? Why are we working ourselves into the ground? And why as women are we so prone to doing this, right? It's like the degraded Mm. feminine versus the divine feminine type of thing. And like women are Mm. so indoctrinated to sacrifice themselves for others or they're no good to anyone. And I think medicine really exploits that. And so, yeah, in our programs, I do everything I can to bring the most helpful people with the concepts that are most applicable to my people. And so even that, as we're talking about evolutions of businesses and what that looks like, it has continued to evolve over time. Yeah. Tell me why the word align has come up for you a lot lately, as you shared with me before. Well, you know, it's interesting because when I met you, um, I learned that you had big programs, bigger than my programs, right? But you had big programs with lots of people and lots of staff and lots of clients and lots of show, you know, with your events, et cetera, um, and decided at the peak of your career to just shut it down. Like, you know, you're on next millionaire next door or whatever and undercover millionaire, whatever it was, but, you know, and shutting it down secret millionaire and (laughs) and then deciding to shut it down. And so for me, that was sort of like, oh my gosh, you really can change things even when it's successful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a problem. Right. And so you and I would do one-on-ones because I was your premier client and I would tell you, you know, my program is very intense and historically it has been very intense. And I brought my doctor working energy into entrepreneurship, not surprisingly, because we internalize all of these things that our cultures teach us. There's the broader culture that I talked about for women from patriarchy, from misogyny, how we have to be giving both at home and in the workplace. And we're the ones asked to get the coffee for everyone and take the notes at every meeting and, you know, all of the things. Um, and so I think I just brought all of that. When you go into medicine, it's even worse. I brought that mm-hmm. into this this workplace that I had. So we were open and coaching physicians 365 days a year. We didn't close on Christmas. We didn't close on New Year's. We didn't close on Thanksgiving. Like we had coaching available every single day. We had a program that was five days a week. Um, And by, by five days, I mean, those were the group calls and they were evenings and weekends. And I was at most of them. Not all, but most of them. And then even just one, I think you said you did, you did like a five hour call without going. Oh, I do five hour calls. Oh, regularly, regularly. Are you wearing like a gamer? Are you wearing like a gamer (laughs) diaper? Like what? (laughs) You're so funny. No, I I have to go every hour. I drink a lot of water. (laughs) It was incredible feats of like, you were like doing these like coaching stunts is like what you, I want to give some context though to everybody listening you were dealing with a lot of people. I mean, a lot of crises. Um, I mean, started. depression, I mean, anxiety, yeah. 
suicides. Yeah. Like you've had, a, it, there's a lot of, I just want to put this in context for everyone yeah. listening. This is real because, stuff. This is no joke. <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't just go design a program, say, you know, I'm going to work no. 365 days a year, but you, as you got in, you realized the needs of these people were so great and so deep and they had no one else that you want, you came from this immense place of service. I just want to make sure that everyone understands that about you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause from a surface level, when you hear you, you offered what and like when, right. And then, but then as, right. I know as I got to know you too, I'm like, uh, as soon as we started talking about the types of things you were helping them with and cope with, and then when COVID hit, it got 10 times worse. And then mm-hmm. just, you know, it, it was coming from this immense place of, of service, which I want people to really right. take in. Right. So, right. I, you know, th- during that time. Yeah, no, that is my heart and soul. I mean, I ran a free clinic my entire career. As a first-year medical student in 97, I helped start a free clinic, which became the largest student-run free clinic country in the in the student-run free clinic program in the country that many other people then sort of modeled after and started, and now nearly every medical student has one. So I just am from a place of service, and that could be amazing, and it could be overextended, right? But it is my heart. It is my soul. And so I brought that, and it was beautiful because it really, like, it's a very significant unmet need. A physician dies every day by suicide, every day, every day. And I've been talking about this for 20 years. And Mm. so I'm not saying that this is the intervention that should be recommended. Obviously, there's coaching, there's therapy, there's psychiatry, there's um, emergency departments, there's inpatient psychiatric treatment, you know, there's all kinds of things. But the distress is all over the map and it's real distress. And we bring people in and say, there's no judgment, there's no stigma, there's no shame. You're a human being, have a human reaction to whatever this is. And so I would Mm. take on... You know, you don't want to be someone's savior in business. You don't want someone to need you in business. You want to be there for them with appropriate boundaries and in appropriate timeframes. But as as you mentioned, when the pandemic started in March of 2020, it was a pretty bad time for our people. It was very scary. And I would say yes to everybody who needed any kind of help. And I built a big team of people who would also say yes. And so, and then we did these very long workshops. As you, as you mentioned, the one... Uh, I do. I've had many that were three, four, five hours. And um, I, I, when you talk about the bathroom, what had happened one time that was remarkable is that Martha Beck, who was Oprah's life coach, she had come in and do, t- done two workshops with us on Saturdays, and she had said, "You know, I have to go to the bathroom at two hours. We're going to take a break." And we were like, all the doctors were like, "What is happening? We're taking a break." In the middle of a session, what is this? People go to the bathroom and take breaks because like, as I mentioned, we operate, we work in emergency departments, we work in our clinic shifts. Like we do not get lunches. This is not normal. We do like, we're trained to not have physiologic needs. We're trained to just be a head up and, and cut yourself off from the body, which it's not good for you. And so that when you talk about alignment and me realigning from these, you know, two, three, four five-hour workshops many times a week. And a lot of my people, of course, would have to go or would be working. And so we put them on private podcasts so they can listen to them later. But just we were trying to do as much as we could to address the issue because just like people listening to this podcast, you need a lot of good inputs to counteract all the negative inputs or the negative chatter that's already there in your brain. And so Mm -hmm. we were just immersing them, just like you spoke at the beginning about speaking Spanish, the best I ever spoke Spanish was when I did a month-long immersion in my fourth year medical school in Costa Rica, because you're like all day, every day Spanish. And so I was creating a program that was all day, every day. You matter. What you want matters. You're a human being too. It's okay to say no. I love you and no. 
like all of these over and over and over. And we would coach people mm. through how to really apply that even in an unrealistic, you know, culture of medicine. And so that's what I did. And when I was your premier client, I was like, listen, we can't do it like this anymore. It's too intense for me and for them. And it's not the key there was sustainability because I didn't want to quit. I didn't want to feel like I had to leave. I didn't want to feel like I had to shut it down. I didn't feel want to feel like it was just too much. And so to continually then just giving myself permission to realign with what could be, there's like the end result. And then there's, how are we going to get there? How are we going to make it lighter? How do we want to feel? And the program can have any kind of circumstances, you know, like it's not necessarily that it was open 365 days a year that made it that heavy, but it was that I didn't, I hadn't yet gotten the staffing and, you know, like all the stuff when you run a multi-million dollar business, I thought, well, when I get to a certain place in my business, you know, making millions of dollars and you could be on Forbes and Inc. 500 or Inc. 5,000 and all of this stuff and like, oh, that's when my business will be successful and I will be happy and I will clearly have the team, but it just got more stressful. You know, like the more I made, the more I saw was going out the door and we have a beautiful P&L and we have a very healthy business and we have a very great impact, but it was very stressful for me because I just felt like so much of it was on me and I didn't mm. like having to be open so many times and have my fingers on the pulse of so much all the time. And so I, you know, sort of at the peak of our business, I said, you know, I don't want to do it like this anymore. I just yeah. don't. It was feeling heavier and heavier and heavier. And so I just decided I was shutting down a product that was half of my business. So it was a $1.5 million product. And I was like, I'm just going to shut this down. Yeah. And, you I know, the other just take, I want to just take product. that in what she just said. This yeah. wasn't like uh, 150,000. No, not a small thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 1.5 million. You, yeah. The, the we word, were a $3 million company. Mm -hmm. I remember, yeah, so that was half your, right, half your income. Mm -hmm. I, the point I got to, you just kind of helped me define in my mind, because I'm thinking, what was my point? Like I got to, and it was that point of like, you grow and grow and grow. And then the next level, you kind of see it and you see a diminishing point of return. You know? Right. Like, 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 <laughs> the asymptote. <laughs> What's that? It's like where there's a, there's a, it's a graph. It's like a mathematical thing. I'm obviously like a little Is bit of a, a data uh, nerd. Yeah. But it's okay. a flat part. It's like, the point of return in your business, like you need to get past a hundred thousand, obviously, because you need to be able to hire some people. You need to get past a million because you need to be able to hire a team. But like once you're past a multi-million dollars, the point of return that you get in joy and, you know, and like what difference it makes in your life. And it just, you know, there's a mm. happiness research study that says that if you make over 70,000 a year, your happiness doesn't get significantly higher, which, mm. you know, you can argue depending Wait, on where you live and your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can argue certainly, but the Let happiness research right there. shows that exactly. But I would say, and is it possible in business? We could you have could our own too? scale as entrepreneurs. We could, yes, we could probably exactly. have a scale like, exactly. you know, different points. Maybe we should design the new model. I know yeah. we should see, is it, I mean, because is it 10 million that's going to make, because I was like, oh, I'm building to be a $10 million company because that'll have more impact. And then I was like, what, wait, what is the impact on me and my family and you know, the people that work for me? And because I'm like, well, someone has to work Saturday and Sunday. So who's it going to be, you know? And so just mm -hmm. the impact of how I was showing up wasn't what I wanted. So it mm. was, it was a very effective, very much beloved program. And I didn't just refund everybody. Right. I was like, well, 
you know, it's a year long program. So the next time I sell it, I'll sell it for nine months. And the next time I sell it, I'll sell it for six months. And then I'll oh, sell that's it for how three you months down. Yeah. That's how I, I think down. everyone. So if someone's listening right now, if you could give some woman's listening right now going, dear Lord, this is exactly what I want to do. What, what were <laughs> yeah. those steps? Let's kind of revisit and how you decided to do that. Like, did you, you didn't just blow it up, right? It was a, it was a slow phase out. Like you came up with a phase out plan and what did you yeah. tell people? Like, did you have trouble telling them? Did you feel like you were abandoning them or changing no. who you were? No, not at all. I mean, what you do is you tell them why this, A, truthful. I'm always very transparent, authentic. As you know, I tell everything to everyone all the time. And that's part of my brand and my business. And since I'm a coaching company and I say everything we're going through, we're all just human it's okay. And I actually do business coaching as well as life coaching. So I'm like, it's okay and important to evolve your business as you grow. And so in my business, this program that includes 52 one-on-one -on -one calls, not with me, but 52 one-on-one -on -one calls in 52 weeks, plus all of the group calls that we have, like, it's just too intense. You don't all need this. You do not all need this. That's what I think. And I think my business does not need you all to need this. And so what I would like to do is, you know, we're going to wrap it all up. We wrapped it up last fall and everyone knew it was going to wrap up next last fall. And I did not know what was going to come next, but I knew I told everyone it's just going to be lighter because mm. you can then you'll it'll be customizable and you can choose more one-on-ones if you want, and you can choose the basic framework if you want. And, and the pandemic had ended. So I said, we're going to go back to in-person events finally. And we're going to have like weekly calls plus in-person events. And the first, so I shut down a million dollar product. And as soon as Labor Day came and I had finished all that delivery in August, then September, that first weekend, Labor Day, I just announced we're going back to Bora Bora. And I made a million dollars. So like the closure with one offer for one week. So I could work 365 days a year and have a whole team of people working 365 days a year to get this outstanding outcome that, and result that we get, or I could work for a week and offer, it was such an immersive, incredible wow. experience that people probably got almost as much or even more in some ways of transformation. Cause you know, they spent all this time with each other. They go deep, they, see physical examples of people doing the things they want to do. They exchange phone numbers with them. They get to know them just like you do in the trust. Like, you know, my life has been changed because of some of the women. And you know, I'm not exaggerating, like truly deeply changed because of some of the women I know from the trust. So there is something to a longitudinal relationship that is lighter and sustainable mm. and includes in-person real connections. And so that's what I changed to. And that's, we did the Bora Bora. And then we just did, as you said, this weekend, the Puerto Rico and people are just their their minds are blown about how much change you can get when you come in person in a room and sit with people and have a cocktail with people and go to lunch with people. And because it's not just about the content, like I bring the content, but it's not just about that. Some of their favorite memories, I literally wasn't even there. You know, like yeah. I actually we had fireworks and I wasn't even there because I was with Liz. And they're like, it yeah. was so phenomenal. I can't believe that you believe in us so much and think that we are so magical and so special that we deserve our own fireworks show. Like they start to see themselves differently. And I couldn't even get people to take us on the plane over to Vieques because it was such a big group for us. And Vieques is a small little island. 
And when we told them we were doctors, like someone that it was a colleague of mine who finally got someone who owned the airport to call the owner and say, this is a group of female physicians, please help them. And they were like, oh, yes, we're all going to have heart attacks one day. We all need to. And so it's like, (laughs) we forget that we are special. And so I just remind them how amazing they are and they see it because they'll see a badass chest surgeon or an orthopedic surgeon or whatever, but they don't see themselves as that special, right? In their own world, in their own life every day, because you just normalize who you are and then adapt to your experience. And even if you're the pediatrician in the room or the family doctor like me, you start to realize we're all pretty amazing humans. And I know most of your listeners aren't physicians, but they're business owners, which makes you in the few percentile in the country. Like you are bold, you are courageous, you are amazing. And remind yourself just how amazing you are, no matter your income level, right, of your business. Because at $100,000 a year for a woman, what is that? Is that the top 10% or something? And certainly at a million, it's the top 1% to 2%. Like, don't forget Mm -hmm. who you are. Don't forget how special you are. And so I think that's my job is to just believe in them and remind them who they are and put them in a room together and watch the magic happen. Yes, I coach them. And yes, I bring others to coach them. But um, this is my sort of evolution of continuing to be aligned with myself is to believe that less is more. And actually Liz's workshop was about, it was really, the theme was a relaxed woman is the most powerful person in a room. And she went on and talked about it. Yes, because- when you are That's stressed, sexy. literally, it's true. It is. It is, and it's even like it's sexy. It's powerful. It's um, it's also like you're you narrow your focus when you're stressed. Literally, your your vision, you know, narrows, and all these other physiologic things happen when you're stressed, and you're trying to control the whole room. And like Liz pushed me on the stage, you know, and she's like, "You're resisting, and you know, this is you're not going to win because you're resisting and you're stressed," and when you are relaxed. So what happened after we went home is someone in our group posted, we have a little Facebook group that goes along with everything we do. And so this event had a Facebook group, a, a Facebook um, yeah, group. And she posted so a child, this is a true story, just in the last two days, because we just got back. A child came into urgent care and coded. Their heart stopped. And I remember Liz, Oh, it's going to make me tearful. And she said, and I decided I was going to be the most relaxed person in the room. She's a pediatrician in urgent care. She's not used to coding people. And she saved that kid. And a cardiologist came in after and said, I would like to praise you for the amount of, you know, sort of calmness, coolness, collectedness you had in that room when that kid was not making it. Mm, And the relaxed woman, whether it's in a relationship, in relationship with your business, if you're like, it's all going to work out, it's all going to be all right, don't worry, then your team is good. Like, think of your flight attendant. What if your flight attendant, well, I had a, a rough landing here in Puerto Rico the last time we came in, and the flight attendant, the pilot came on, he's like, we're just going to do a turnaround, and the flight attendant came on, and she did not sound very relaxed. <laughs> but you <laughs> want your flight attendant to be yes. relaxed, right? She was telling us all to make sure our seatbelts were on, to make sure the children had their seatbelts on, and she was kind of like a little bit worked up, but really... The gift of the being like, we don't have role models for relaxed women because women are taught to have anxiety and worry and, you know, try to fix all the things all the time. And it's like, what if you choosing rest and relaxation? I mean, you know, there's a book called Rest is Resistance right now. It's phenomenal. Um, And I just think there's 
a lot to be learned about us choosing on purpose to not Ooh. overwork, right? This and is so not... good. I need to stop you. Yeah. This is so good. Oh my God. Cause I'm having a moment. I'm having a moment. Cause even just, okay. The, the general theme of all these interviews that I'm doing, it, it, it all comes up it, with all these women in the trust is that we, in our own ways, are the ones to show other women how to do this differently. Yes. And you, you are not only showing, I mean, the women around you, but an entire industry right. on, on yes. how to do this and the reward of that, the, the impact of yes. that. It, it, it could save lives. Literally. Yes. And I and, spoke from stage. Mm, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> no, go, ahead. Go, go with it. I was going to say, I spoke from stage about that, about how women are, we, we need to do it differently. And you, the trust is all about that, right? And every single industry is doing it differently. And we, it is not sustainable. We will and do quit medicine women within the first four years, a significant portion of us, some reports say like 40% of us go part-time or leave because it is completely unsustainable. And so it's up to us. It's not anyone else. It's us, each individual to go into our workplace and say, we're not doing it this way anymore. I insist. Mm -hmm. I don't have to quit. You can modify. Things can be different. And then someone from the audience who's a program director of, a, of the largest emergency medicine program in the country sent me an article that just came out that was just presented that says that female emergency physicians are leaving 13 years earlier than men. Like wow. it really truly is not sustainable for, for us, particularly as women, whether we have kids or not, but certainly kids makes it so much more because we're the default parent, right? Just culturally, mm -hmm. traditionally more falls on us. Even if we have a stay at home dad, we do way, way more than the other mm -hmm. way around. Right. And so mm -hmm. I just think it, it, has to be different. It has to be us. We have to speak to how to do things differently. And we are doing that. And in medicine, there's a saying that's called strong work that everybody knows. Um, and like, it means like, say you worked harder and you did something amazing and something happened, right? Like you were able to get a patient something because you did something that was superhuman. And so strong work, strong work, we all say it. And I think the real thing now is strong work is saying no. Strong work is having boundaries. Strong work is going home. Strong work is role modeling for the junior position underneath you that it's okay mm. to walk away, to say no, to do things differently, that she can see a role model, that you can actually take a real maternity leave instead of six weeks, right? Like in yeah. our profession, a lot of people, because you have to pay your staff. And so when people take six weeks off or eight weeks off or three months off, they go back and they literally owe their practice hundreds of thousands of dollars for taking mm. time off. So people just don't do it. So anyway, I just think we need to say to everyone who's coming underneath us, it's like, what if the people behind us had to do what we're doing? What would you be doing? Right. If it wasn't just about mm. sacrificing yourself, because we're all willing to sacrifice ourselves. But what if all those female entrepreneurs who came behind you, we're going to do what you did. Would you keep working late nights? Would you keep working weekends? Would you mm. have a program that was 365 days a year? And in fact, because I became so successful and because I became successful so quickly, you know, top 1% of female entrepreneurs and certainly the top female coach for physicians, other people would try to do things that looked like what I did only to burn themselves out and not be able to sustain it. 
I was just going to say, I just had a flashback to like, I remember in the middle of all that craziness and we had a program for you and your dog and a mastermind for your dog. I mean, we just, yes. we, everything from like hundred grand to like, tell you what, this was the dumbest idea ever out of service, of course. But like, um, after I did secret millionaire, we had all these people, these, these lovely people, but writing me in droves thinking I was still giving away money. And can, can you help me? And I'm like, well, let's create something oh. for these people. Let's create something for the people that have no money. Right. So, so we, yeah, that's that. always a good idea. But I, I was already model. giving away all this free stuff. I should have just said, okay, well, here's, you know, here's right. a free course or something instead of create yes. something that it, all this complexity and everyone started to model what I was doing. Right. They just see oh, like no. Ali has 17 <sighs> programs. Let's do it too. Right. And I could see like this all happening and I'm just like, okay. Like, and I, it, it, I did almost feel partly responsible. It was interesting. Yes, right? I absolutely did. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then I did the sharp right turn. I was like, bye. You know, everyone's like, wait, wait, what? I, mean, I could feel the panic when they were like, wait, does this mean this doesn't work anymore? Or what? I mean, I, I, I waited, I waited too long. Like I, I did mm -hmm. want to just like blow it up, but I, there was like a ramp down process, which Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, if some of you would listening would like a whole show on that, I'll do one like yes. dissecting it, but yes, um, okay, Sunny says, yes. yes, so I'll do it. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I remember that too. So, so this loops back into what you just said, which is profound. Like, I think I would have had more courage in that moment if I had realized what you just said. If I had said the choice I'm about to make, this is going to make me cry. Mm -hmm. If, if I had realized at this moment which was terrifying. But if, but, but if I realized at that moment, the choice I'm about to make is going to influence hundreds and hundreds of other women now making the right choice yes. for them, then yes. I'm doing it. Then there's no question, right? Yes. Yes. I, I didn't even know at that time I had to be okay with no one understanding. I, I, I mm -hmm. didn't think anyone would understand, but now the number mm -hmm. one reason women say when they come to me either for coaching or maybe they come to the trust and say, by the way, I've been following you for years and you know, the best thing I loved about you. And I know now what it was. It was that, isn't that wild? Yeah. It wasn't like all the things right. I've done and that you were on Fox news. I just like all, like all this list of stuff, right. Which becomes like the stuff I don't even talk about anymore. It was right. this decision that is the mm -hmm. thing they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you just looped it in for me, Sunny, that like, that is part of the legacy. It is. It is absolutely our legacy as women to step up and claim that thing that we want, that being a more relaxed woman, that we don't have to play in this rat race, this masculine, more, more, more bro marketer, go, 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 go. Like we don't have to play that game. We can win at our own game. And that is what we are doing. And so I had seen that in medicine. I then saw it in my business. I saw it with you. And because you did that, I believed I could do it, right? You have to see examples of what is possible mm -hmm. to believe that people will survive going through yeah. making some kind of decision. And there's an effect in negotiation that is well known in women. It's called the mama bear effect. We, you probably know, women make much less than men in the same exact mm -hmm. career controlling for all other factors, including in medicine. We make about 74% of what men make and it's worse for women of color. And so what that means is we work January, February, and March for free compared to the white male colleague in the same exact office doing the same exact job, seeing the same exact number of patients. And 
We also earn on average $2 million less over the course of our career, which of course compounds over time. Mm -hmm. But the mama bear effect, people blame because we're not good negotiators. Of course, it's our fault. Of course, it's the woman's fault that we make less. But in negotiation, if we believe or if we are in fact negotiating on behalf of others, like behalf of a group of women, we negotiate equally as effectively as men. And so all Mm. you have to do to trick yourself and hijack this is be like, well, what I'm arguing for is on behalf of all women, because whatever I get is going to set the standard for all women and the women who come up behind me. So, okay, Mm. let's do this. And so if you had suddenly the courage is there, suddenly the confidence is there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tapping into that collective. It's almost like you just, you just, it was, mm-hmm. a, it's a freak, it's a frequency shift. You just gave me in that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. there's a power that just, there's a power that comes from us as women, when we are connected in a collective that gives mm-hmm. us that incredible confidence. And so in negotiating, I hadn't put that together. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think your idea of tapping into the collective, like everyone who's listening we're probably all trying to do it on our own. That's what entrepreneurs do. We're fiercely independent, right? And we really need to tap into our collective. Who is your collective to every woman who's listening? Who is that collective for you? It's probably not routine, right? Who are they? Where are the other business owners that you know? So that you can tap into people who want to think differently. And I've also Mm -hmm. learned a lot recently in the past years about healing, not only because as a physician, I've mostly, I mean, I've done group things as a physician as well. We've done group diabetes visits and we do group medical student wellness things. And, but it's more an individual based healing methodology is Western medicine. But I've learned a lot about healing really happens in community and entrepreneurs are human. And even in the trust, we're going to have something coming up next week, right? Which is about bringing, do people bring their trauma or childhood trauma or relational trauma into their business? We are human beings and healing happens in community and your nervous system co-regulates with other people's nervous systems who feel safe and who you trust. Mm. And then you can sort of let yourself down and not down, let down your hair, right? Like be Mm -hmm. yourself and then receive, which I have done these past meetings at the trust and receive so much love from that tapping into the collective. The healing happens in community. So I just don't want to over... I want to emphasize that because I think it is underestimated. Uh, I think we're so fiercely independent. We try to do everything as individuals and that is not as, I mean, yeah. capitalism is a little bit more of that, but I think that we, the female version of entrepreneurship can look a, a lot different and it's and a lot more collaborative. And, and, and you know, it, it was new for all of us, wasn't it? Cause we didn't have the role models. Well, all of us in there and, and many of you even listening right now, you may be the first in your space doing what you're mm-hmm. doing, right? Usually, you, usually you start off modeling something and then you see a different mm-hmm. path and you're like, I'm going to go for it. And I've noticed that that is when it gets very isolating when you decide to yeah. do something differently, because I know that that moment too, is when I stopped going to the conferences where my friends were, I stopped getting invited mm-hmm. to things. I stopped, mm-hmm. um, like, like everything shifted and I had to go kind of be that lone wolf for a while. And I'm letting you ladies know, if you're in that, it is like a tunnel and yes. it is like a tunnel that you're in, that you're proving yourself for, I'd say a few years. I think we're tapping into something here, Sunny, like a new mm-hmm. model. We need an infographic. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're in like a tunnel, but when you come out of that tunnel, it is the most brilliant 
like amazing, unstoppable place to be with that confidence. Mm -hmm. And that it, there's a calmness. I'm not saying I don't have days that like yesterday I was like out of my mind. Today's like a very calm day. It's a good day, mm. but there's a confidence there that you know that what you're doing is the right thing for you and usually the right thing for right. everyone around you. So I just want to let you, let you know, if you're listening, like there, there is often a period like that find women who have done and gone through what you're doing. They don't have to be from your industry. You know, if you're over in seven, right. if you're over seven figures, come look at the trust. If you're a physician, look at Sunny's group. Um, there's so many places you may not even know about, like just, but, but mm -hmm. women, especially this is a different journey. It's incredibly personal for us. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is, yes. it is a rite of, it's a rite of passage for us. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and that leads to my last question, Sunny, but when I talk to you for like three more hours and I know you can go without having to go to the bathroom, so I may keep you <laughs> <No>. on, but <laughs> I'll just, um, but I want to ask, you know, what for you, what has been and what is, and will be the reward of all this for you? Uh, I mean, it's fascinating, Allie, as a person who spent her whole career running a free clinic, a 501c3, right? To, to go to entrepreneurship and see how incredibly rewarding it is in a very different way. There, and it includes service, right? But it includes really life on your terms and no one else's because it's your company. So you got mm -hmm. no one else to blame. You really do get to do it your way. I, as you know, I lost my mom this past summer and I realized then reflecting on that, that I had really truly created a life that I didn't need a vacation from because this summer was when I had wrapped up, you know, that was when I was wrapping up that program. I was like, I really don't even feel like it's summer and I don't even feel like I have to go take these vacations and I'm, I'm living right on the beach, right with the ocean view, right with everything I need, right where I am. And I work on my schedule when I feel like it. And I don't work when I don't feel like it. And people talk about working four days a week. I'm like, who wants to do that? You know, like, that's a good thing to work for. You know, I'm like, if you really could <laughs> have all 365 days on your terms, what would your life look like? And then, um, you know, what my company has always said from the beginning is th the reward is to stop sacrificing yourself for others mm. indefinitely and finally enjoy the life that you worked so hard to create. Why mm. are we not doing that? And so I feel entrepreneurship for me has really, really come, brought me to that place where I really do finally get to enjoy the life I worked so hard to create and realize mm. I get to do it evolving, evolving, realigning, realigning, my son just finished fourth grade. It's going to look different for summer. Then it's going to look in the fall, which is going to look different than when he's a teenager. So that is the reward is really doing it your way and having a space and creating a space where you get to be more you, no matter what that you is, just be more you lean into that. And that is literally the key to success because then you attract people who want what you offer in the way you offer it, right? Because there's so many different ways to whether you offer flooring or whether you offer air conditioning or whether you offer speaking or coaching or whatever you do, the more you, you are, the more ideal clients come seeking you. And so it's just, it's, it's a virtuous cycle that just keeps repeating itself and allows yeah. us to become more and more powerfully us. 
Mm, I love it. Sunny, where can people follow yeah. you and, and uh, look at, you know, everything you have right going on right now? Yeah, I'm empowering women physicians everywhere. So empoweringwomenphysicians.com, Empowering Women Physicians Facebook group is where it all goes down. So, but only people who are women physicians, like I apologize if you're an NP or PA or whatever else, you don't get to come into the Facebook group, but you can listen to the podcast. You can go get our coaching guide and it's like, it walks us right through exactly what I do with our clients. Um, and so that's on my website um, and on Instagram, I'm Sunny Smith MD. Yeah, I love it. Thanks, and I can't wait to see you again the next trust meeting. Bye. Okay, you too. <laughs> Bye, Allie. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Subscribe now to the Reward Podcast to be sure to not miss an episode. And don't forget to visit jointhetrust.org to learn more about our modern community for forward-thinking seven- and eight-figure women entrepreneurs. You can learn more, apply to join us, or refer another woman you know who is over the million-dollar mark and is ready for a different type of women's network. We have events coming up both live and online that are truly creating new possibilities for female leaders. That's jointhetrust.org. See you there.